WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I am so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You know what to do. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and check me out on LisaEvers.com. We just took a picture of our guests here in studio and posting it on Instagram. My account's Lisa Evers Live. We are talking about a topic that has generated a phenomenal response from you. It's called Shootings versus School. Do you think education is the answer to stop the killing in Newark? Give us a call at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Hit me up on Twitter at Lisa Evers at street underscore soldiers. Use the hashtag stop shooting. Hashtag stop shooting with your opinion, with your questions, with your comments for our guests and uh, our associate producer, Angela Tyree will be reading those on the air. So uh, hit us up on Twitter at Lisa Evers at street underscore soldiers hashtag stop shooting. Now, if you live in the city, you know that murders here have dropped to a record low once again in 2013. But in Newark, I was shocked to find in January that it was just the opposite. The number of murders rose to the highest level in more than 20 years, 111 by the official count, but some community members believe the real number is higher than that. It's not looking better this year. Two people were killed and three others shot Tuesday morning when a gunman walked up to a car. Now, this is 1130 in the morning and shot all five people inside. Our condolences go out to the families and the friends of these victims. Now, this comes at a time when schools are being closed. There's a lot of turmoil in Newark about the whole education process. But what we're really focusing on is the violence. It's cold out. Usually that calms things down on the streets, but not this year. It doesn't seem like that's what's happening. So we're asking you the question, shootings versus school, is education the answer to stop the killing? Hit us up on the phone lines. They're open now, 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at street underscore soldiers. Hashtag stop shooting and let us know what your opinion is on this. Joining me in studio is Jamar Mills. He's the principal of the Malcolm X Shabazz High School in Newark. He became a principal at the age of 28. Jamar, thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Shanduk McFadder. He was first arrested when he was a teenager, when he was 16 years old. He's turned his life around, and now he's trying to work with other young men to help keep them off the streets and away from prison and away from the violence. Shanduk, thanks for being with us. We thank, appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it as well. Thank you. And also with us is Rasheem Pepper Sr. He's a former U.S. Marshal. He's an advocate for children in the community of Newark, and he's also in Newark. Police Officer Rasheen, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate it. Rasheen, I want to start with you on this. The You told me that when you were a U.S. Marshal and you were going around to all these different cities, some some for the first time that you were seeing, you kept noticing the same things over and over again with these men that you were bringing to justice. What did you see? It was a, a definitely a direct correlation um, with education. Uh, many of the uh, young men that um, I was extraditing from one state to another, we had the occasion to sit down and talk. And um, uh, many of them couldn't read. They couldn't read. They couldn't write. They had minimal education. And um, therefore, they had no other choice, as far as they're concerned, but to go into a life of crime. And then the what was the what was the deciding factor? Did you ever find out if any of them ever turned their lives around? Or 
Um, many, many of them, no. Many of them, uh, I can't even recall any of them that uh, that uh, I know of that actually turned their lives around. Many of them that that I did arrest, they're doing life in prison now. All right, Jamar Mills, principal of Malcolm X Shabazz High School. The we we say the number one hundred and eleven, and that doesn't sound like a lot to people in New York if it's, they've heard the number when it was here in the thousands. But when you you consider it for the population and also the size of, of Newark, which is less than 500,000 people, a lot of times it seems when I've been out there for funerals, these victims, you know, a lot of people know them. They've grown up there. Their families are there. Their friends are there. What kind of climate is it for the high school students, somebody coming into your high school for the first time? Um, it's, it's rough. Uh, at the end of the day, those are their family members that they have to deal with. You know, and just imagine having to go to school worrying about if you're safe going to and from, if your family member has been murdered, if you have to go home at 7 o'clock. How do you really focus on uh, education? How do you maintain a, a stable mindset when you know that these things are occurring within your community? And um, at any moment, it could be you. I've had children leave practice, you know, and on the way home uh, shot in the leg or in the neck or we're exiting a uh, community basketball game and just random acts of violence. So uh, it's serious. It, it is really uh, something that we need to begin to do. And I do believe, as Peppers explained, that education is a huge part of the solution. One of the things that you've done as, as principal to, to turn things around in that school is to instill them with a sense of pride and also with a sense of mission. But how do you do that when you feel like, as a teenager, I mean, I just imagine going into school knowing that maybe it could all, you know, it could all end that day or somebody close to you could get shot and killed um so just growing up in a, in patterson new jersey a community um i grew up in their projects i understand what they go through so i embrace that i embrace the troubles that they bring and i want to be real with them i want to let them know that hey i've been through a lot of these same things and we have to get through it you know we got to use that pain to push us to greatness we can't allow it to stagnate us and it allow us to basically end up um, a statistic to be either a murderer or the person being murdered. We have to kind of own that and say, I understand that I don't have two parents in the home. Right. Or I didn't eat today, but I'm coming to a place where there are people who love and care about me. And I'm going to strive to be the greatest person I can possibly be. All right. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Hot 97 Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. We're talking about shootings versus school. Can education, can better education help stop these killings that are taking so many young lives? Shanduk, you uh, first got in trouble with the law at 16. Take us back to that. What was your what was going on in your life at that time? Uh, at the age of 16, um, you know, there was my mother raised uh, uh, five kids with no parent, no, uh, no uh, father. So we didn't have the guidance that we needed. So we went out into the streets. But when you look at the topic of what we discuss, um, what was what we had to deal with was those schools. And um, when I was in fifth, when I was fifteen, sixteen years old, now you were coming up in Brooklyn. I was right? born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, we actually used to uh, travel out to Jersey. It was you know we well, my era we was we were able to travel. It wasn't as it was today where kids are constantly fighting each other and on the next corner. You can't go to the next corner. But um, in Brooklyn, we were traveling to other schools. And at other schools, like when I was in high school, we would go from transit tech to art and design and, and start fights. So, you know, at that age, school didn't really have a, a, the, the type of mentorship that we needed. And we were able to get into more issues in, just by being in school. And me being locked up at the age of 16 
going to Rikers Island, I didn't see that there were people who cared enough about us, especially in the school systems. So what we realize now is that the school systems need that support. And we have been doing we've been doing that ourselves. Like we actually been working um, with a teacher out in Destiny, Destiny, Destiny Academy. OK. Out in, um, out in Jersey, in Newark, Patterson. What is it? Patterson. Yeah, Patterson. To establish the relationship. Um, because we realize how the education is very important, but not just the education, what the children are being taught, what direction, what type of love they're getting in the schools to help them get away from that lifestyle. Right. And, and is there an expectation of success? Is there an appreciation of them as a human being? It starts real basic. Yeah, they don't they don't see that, you know, um, and I and I hate to say it, but there are some teachers who don't have the education like the brother Mills. There are some teachers who just come to school and they receive their subject and all they really care about is that subject or all they really train on is that subject. So what we wanted, what we are trying to do is help educate the teachers as well to be able to identify with issues that these children are having, not just someone who's hungry, but someone who's dealing with, with bullying, someone who's dealing with, um, dealing with gangs um, and, and educating not just our kids, but our teachers as well. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 1-800-223-9797. Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers at Lisa Evers at Street underscore Soldiers. Hashtag stop shooting. We're talking about education. Can it stop the shootings? And let's go to Newark right now. Let's go to um, BA. Hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. BA? Yes, this is Shig. Okay, uh, go. Hi, go right ahead. You're on the air. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to call because <clears throat> me being a mother of a black man that is a student in Newark, we can't rely just on the education system alone to do right by our kids. It has to be, the, our, their first step is us, is their parents, is their mother, um, is their mother, is their father, if they're around, but it's us as mothers to raise our children and to hold them to a higher standard of life, to a higher standard of just morality. We have to be the ones that's there to be on top of them. Yes, you have to nitpick at your child, but when they see that, they know that someone is there behind them. And the school, like for my son, for instance, my son in his third grade, and when he was in third grade, they wanted to um, send him on to the next grade. He failed every subject four consecutive. He had F in reading, writing, and math. It was me who said, listen, you can't pass him along to the next grade knowing that he didn't accomplish what it is that he was supposed to accomplish in this grade. Come to find out my son had... He, not a disability, but he just didn't learn the same way as everyone right, else. Right, he needed special. Now, he needed more special attention. How's he doing now, BA? And then, let me tell you, my son, <clears throat> Villanova, is looking for my son. They wrote me a letter telling me to come and see him, to come to their campus, and that I had to hold him back. I had to be the one there. I had to do as much as I worked two jobs, six days a week. I I worked forty eight plus hours a week. But still, at the end of the day, between my parents and myself, I stayed on my son. My son played basketball since the time he was five years old. I put him in any type of day camp, summer camp, whatever camp that was free, whether I had to pay or free, I had to pay for it. I kept him busy. I kept him off of those streets. And, yes, I dealt with people who probably did the same things that we're telling these kids not to do. But at the same token, I never exposed my child to that. I would never expose him to it because – 
I mean, no, 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 VA. And let me let me tell you something. Our, our phone lines are go, are going crazy. You sound like one of those hero moms that yeah, really ends up sure. doing, you know, yep. just doing it. She's doing Keep it all. She work. she's doing doing the best. Rushing every everyone in MBA. Everyone in here was shaking their heads. Yes, in agreement with what you were saying. What about what she was saying? Yeah, I was just telling my uh, my oldest son this yesterday. You know, when you have parents that sit, that's going to back you, they're going to make sure they follow. It doesn't matter what school. I think Principal Mills and I had this conversation yeah, yesterday. It really yeah. it really doesn't matter. Even what school you go to, if you have the parents there that's backing you, you can't fail. If you have the parents that's involved in the school system, that's involved in what their child is doing on a daily basis, making sure that they're getting the uh, proper curriculums, make sure they're getting the studies, they can't fail. There's no failure. All right, but what about the streets though? It's like it's like yes, even if you're you're an involved parent or an involved caregiver, if you're the guardian, the grant, you know, the grand or the the uncle or aunt. What about the, the streets can still are still an influence? I agree. So I think that um, we need to just get past the idea that. The schoolhouse is the only place to be educated and that there are other things in life that you need to understand in order to move forward. So, for example, music's music's a like huge part of the adolescent's lifestyle. Their their iPads are in earbuds, the beats, they're in out of school. But they got to understand that, you know, being educated, you know, that it's just entertainment. Right. That there are rappers who have college degrees or went to college, you know, the ludicrous summa cum laude, you know, Rick Ross, Albany State University, you know, Two change, Alabama State University, Little Wayne, Houston, Texas University. Like these are artists. Who I didn't are, know any of this. This is great. Yeah. yeah they, they, they actually did go to college and two of them actually received full scholarships to college. So understanding that that is not real life. It is just entertainment. That's a part of education, you know, because the research really says this, that, um, you know, some of the homicides and the suicides that are occurring within the city, right, as uh, per the CDC, the uh, Center of Disease Control, that is a mental health issue. Yes, it is. And that right. we can actually we. prevent it by doing some proactive measures because we've been reactive, right? Just hire more cops, you know, uh, someone gets killed, make it there, get it done, as opposed to create programs, mentor students. A young man said to me one day, um, and I was uh, speaking at an engagement, that you guys, meaning the adults, plant the seed, but then you walk away from it. You don't water it. Like you don't stay with it as it's grown. Okay, yeah. interesting right. point. Let's go to um, Tone up from Long Island. Tone, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yes, how you doing? Okay, how are you? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm listening to what you guys are talking about. So you make some great points. But um, I'm from Long Island, and I see a lot of different different situations with visuals and psychological reasons. Like a lot of people are a product of their environment. You know, adults, kids, animals, same difference. So... Um, I think it basically takes the village to raise the children. If your neighborhood and your community looks like hell, then people are going to act like that's what they're in. You know, it's no different than if somebody picks you up in a brand new car, you'll kind of ask them for permission to light a cigarette in their car. But if your car is a hoopty, they don't, they'll treat it like trash, just like the neighborhood. You know, your education could be great at home. It could be great at school. But going from home to school, if it looks horrible, you'll prepare yourself for that. Because mentally, that's all your mind is doing. It's just like, you know, look at the children when they're born, before they even leave the womb. They hear these noises inside from the mother's, you know, stomach, and they know it's crazy outside in that world. Then when they're there, they assume they should be tough and everything. So what I'm saying, that there's ways that people could find a cheaper, better way to make it presentable around every neighborhood, then you can separate the psychological okay, you, assumption that this is a ghetto or this is a, or this is a you know, a neighborhood when everything could be evened out. People could be easier to take in to learn things. All right, Tone. You different. know what, Tone? That's an excellent point about the envi- about the environment. What about that, Shanduk? You were shaking your head on yeah, that one. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Um, what I've come to realize in our communities is that our the parents are afraid of the children. 
Um, the children are running the houses, and that's the biggest problem. And even in the streets, you don't see enough adults, enough male figures, positive male figures stepping up. Um, you know, one of the things that we do, I have an organization which is called Gangsters Making Astronomical Community Changes. And we come from that street life. We come from that lack of leadership. So we begin to bring that back to the community. And one of the biggest things that we do is we address youth in the streets as they walk past us. Some someone's Like you talk to them as a yeah. human as a, as anybody I, I, I else. See, yeah, I see the young brother walk past me and, and I'm like, Yo, what's up, man? You got on a you got on a three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollar belt and, and it's under your butt, bro. What's up with that? Pick that up. You know what I'm saying? You you taking a class out of what you're doing. You know, and, and it coming from me, I, I had I had the same belt on the show. I'm like, look, look where my pants is at. You know, and, and it surprises them because they don't know me from nowhere. And I just address them and I show them that I'm not afraid to approach them. You know, but going back to the same scenario, incorporating all that into the school is about congregation. As adults, when we are trying to put together a, a plan of action, we meet. And we don't realize that our children meet on a daily basis. How many hours per day is a child in school? How many hours per day are they able to sit there and, 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 and talk about the issues that surround their lifestyles and we're not there to understand what they're doing? Because when we grew up, we didn't have Facebook in school. We didn't have cell phones in school of well, that nature. So, all the social media and then all the music and all the many different everything, ways that people everything are exposed is, is pulled so, in. Rushing, what about that? Well, well, you know what? I don't think, I mean, I think that our environment has something to do with our, our makeup, but I, I really don't agree that it dictates what we're going to be because at on this panel alone, we're all from urban areas, but we made a choice, okay? And I think that no matter what environment you're from, when you're presented those choices, you have to make the right choice. Now, no, it, no but, matter, but you're going to have certain factors. For right. some people, it's going to be easier ex to make the right ex choice. I agree. Other people are going to face a little more challenges with making right. the right choice. I, I, that I agree with. That's why even with the, the, the program that, that I run, which is the Gangs versus Literacy program, and partnered up with Jamar Mills and Shabazz, uh, Michael Mech Shabazz High School, we go into the schools, we set, up some, we set up some programs, and actually this is the first. This is our first year that we're actually doing a, uh, a, a drama club there, and these children are so excited you know what happens they're reading they're writing they're memorizing and they're becoming in characters and you make it in a life for them and, 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 and it's alive and it's fun for them and it's extended learning because after school they do this and they do this on their own time so they are taking place in extended learning they're making choices but we have to make it available Le to them Lisa, and that's and you're doing an event on uh on friday february 7th at the Malcolm X Shabazz High School. Exactly. Lisa, You're giving out computers? We're giving I want to re reiterate. You see the fact that a lot of people don't know who's doing what in the community? This is this is Peppers. I've watched Peppers on Manhunters. i watched Peppers. I've sat down and watched Peppers bring the people in. And I just had a talk with him prior to coming in on the show. And at this point, he went from... Being a person who went out there and, and, and hunted these people down to the man who's on the front the front of it now saying, okay, before I was hunting them down, now let me do something so they're not hunted down. And this is what we have to bring back to the community. 
brothers, and he's in law enforcement. So that right there is a whole different aspect to see a man who went from being a marshal to going all over the world, bringing them into the and bringing them into the system to saying, okay, I'm now going to do what I can to keep them out of the system. And this is what we need. We need a lot more brothers and sisters like that. And that's yeah. a very powerful. Uh, that, that's a very powerful statement. What about the? Look, let me take some phone calls because we have so many people here uh, trying to get. In. Let's go to Lamar from New Jersey. Lamar, hi, you're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Lamar, Lamar, are you there? Okay, we lost Lamar. Okay, but I think a lot's going on in the bullpen. Angelique Tyree, our associate producer, just came in. What's happening on Twitter? So we have one tweet from at Prosperous245 who says, there needs to be more positive influence in the community. Children don't do better if they're not surrounded by or have positive influence to look up to. Another tweet comes from at SimsFVF who says, the unemployment rate in Newark has to be shocking. You don't see these murder figures in the places that have jobs. And one last tweet comes from Manny Bando who says, the issue is kids versus ambition. In the information age, we need to focus education towards a kid's ambition to encourage engagement. All right, and what about the what, one of those tweets? Thank, thank you very much for that. And you can uh, call into at one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. The 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 other factor with these is the teen is the youth of the shooters. It's like the the there was a fifteen year old who was arrested for yeah. those the killing of the eighteen uh, yeah. year old college mm-hmm. student and the thirteen year old girl over the holidays. Fifteen years old. The yeah. police director in Newark says one of the reasons the murder rate's so high is because there are multiple murders, people getting killed. Uh, you know, like we saw two this week, groups of people. You know, more than one person at a time, and that their their weapons are much more high powered. They're using all, m- many more high powered guns to uh, to to do these killings. Those are two disturbing things right there. It's youth and housing right there. Those two coming together. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I had to jump in, gentlemen, because youth is my passion. Because I understand that fifteen-year-old gunman. I was, you know, they know me as Trife Gangster. You know, you go out there to ask about me. That's Trife. And I, I used to wake up with two guns. I went from uh, went from Trife life to trigger Trife to two gun Trife to Trife Gangster. So I woke up running around with guns and know that state of mind. And it was. A illness that I wasn't aware of. It's right. it's a it's a disease, exactly. and I've 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 actually found the cure to that disease. You think I'm, it's like a you think it's like almost like a like a psychological. A there is there is no it's, issue. It's, it's a no because if you look at the the raising, when you look at how a person is brought up in their home, and if this child is constantly seeing the same thing from the adult, then what do you expect from him? When you look at when I, I'm, I'm going back to Facebook, if you look at the, there's no barriers between adult. And child on our social medias. My sons are fourteen year old twin boys. They're not allowed Facebook. They're not allowed Instagram because there is no filter. Okay, so if you're telling the child that there is nothing wrong with doing this because you're doing it, that's what you're doing. So if they sit there and they see an adult that they know on Facebook acting a fool, how do you expect them? Yeah, to but be it's different? not even that. It's, it's even deeper than that. In Brooklyn, we saw a lot of ca- we saw a number of cases, and there were many arrests where they were beefing on social media, and then the, somebody would see it on their phone, and then they go over and they would shoot that person. Yeah. Newark, Newark, using Instagram. I I saw one of them. The pictures, it's, it's horrifying. They use the, the the Instagram photo from the murder scene after somebody is killed mm. to show that that person is yeah. now ne- we're dead. We use we use positive things in a negative way. How do you take a social media network and take it to, to, to be able to use it to to kill people? All right, let's go to uh, let, let's go to Senyal from Brooklyn right now. Um, Senyal, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Good morning, good morning, Lisa. Good morning. I've been listening to you since I was young. I'm 25 now. I've been listening to you since I was 
a young boy. Um, See, look at, look at how good you turned out. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll take the shout credit. Out, <laughs> shout out to the brothers in the studio. Um, I respect y'all for what y'all doing. I'm walking on y'all path. Um, I'm a brother from the hood. I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised, Flappers, Brooklyn. Um, seen it all, been through it all, stabbed, sliced, shot at. It's, it's just it's oh life God. in the hood, and that's anywhere, whether it's Newark, whether it's Chicago, whether it's Brazil, whether it's Africa. It's, 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 the, it's the hood. It's the, it's the ghetto, and the ghetto's all around the world. But the thing about it is us as being Americans and being black folk, back then, different generations, they had something to fight for together. Mm. Now we just divided and we just fight each other. Mm. There's no role models. There's nothing to look up to. We listen to the rappers and High 97. We don't we can't blame them for playing the music that's produced, but what is what is the content? What wow. do we really listen? What do our kids get up and listen to? What are we promoting? What, is we promoting togetherness? No, I don't think so. Well, wow. The only time we promoting that is if we're talking about Getting high or drinking or, or yeah, get let's get together and do that. Police, but what then, else are we? Yeah, right. We want to what else together. are we telling us in. to come together? <laughs> are we telling us to come together and let's start these community programs? The schools are closing, but we got reality shows about all the wrong things. So mm. what's the real reality? We don't. Our schools are closing. Like they're closing. No, that's a say. No, that's a good point. I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to no get problem. your telephone number, okay? Because uh, we're going to be doing some stuff in Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, they'll, they'll get your contact information. But the, his his point is is very important too. We're talking about parents. We're talking about the home. But there's a lot of parents like like B A from the mother from Newark that are doing everything they can. And today, parents have a lot less control over their children than they did back in the day oh, because yeah. Yeah. There, there's so many more in, influences. So in terms of what we can do moving forward like what you guys are doing it Rasheen you're you're doing it with gangs versus literacy Friday the, the 7th at Malcolm Shabazz High School you you found a way to get these kids to use that love of drama the love of mm-hmm. you know theater the love of being of, of doing shows as something positive but also with gangs versus literacy we're going to be um, we have an essay contest and this year I opened it up to all the students at Shabazz and instead of the seniors. Last year was just for the seniors, right. the college-bound seniors. This year, we opened it up, and the title is 100, 111 Homicides because I want to see what the children feel Thank about what's going on in the community. Beautiful. And guess what happens? Last year, when I opened this contest up only to the seniors, the whole school went bananas because there was there the position was why, we we wanted why we, we didn't get a chance but see that was the response that I wanted because now they're motivated to write we're getting them excited to express themselves we're getting them excited to to respond to the current issues that's going on in their own city and we want to see how they feel about it and their reward will be a laptop. All right, what about that? Yeah. And, and Jamar, in, ter- in terms of your advice, like the mother that had called, she was talking about she, you know, her son's in third grade and she's realizing he, he can't read. He's, ha- he's having trouble learning. What advice do you have for parents in terms, of, in terms of their kids in school and also for the teens that are listening, you know, that, that maybe feel like, yeah, you know, school is just, uh, they just don't feel connected to it. Right, so um, I'm, on, I'm on the front end of that every day. Uh, and I feel like I am extremely creative in the things that we do to to get students on board. So one of the things that we face is budget cuts and things of that nature, which forces us to focus on what's required versus what's needed to have the creative mind. So I had to team up with Peppers to be able to bring the Gangs versus Literacy into the school. I've also teamed up with other organizations, the Future Project. This actually allows students to dream big and then us to assist them in seeing, like, how school 
can help you get to that dream that you so want to achieve. And then we actually take baby steps in helping them bring that to fruition. So example, a young lady says, hey, I want to have uh, a dance studio at your school, at Shabazz High School. And, like, we work with community members at a yoga studio to get the mirrors to bring into the school to be placed up to make that dream come true for that young lady. So now she understands that, you know what, the things that I think, the ideas that I have in my mind can really come true. Um, And I think that we need to bring that back into the schools. So let's stop cutting, you know, some of the CTE programs, the career technical education, the art programs, the things that allow them to express themselves. And to see re- to see results from their effort, like whether yes. it's creative, whether it's yeah. technical, fixing something. Yeah. We even have a music studio in my school. Like uh, the students produce um, music in terms of their own beats, their own songs. They record it right then and there. We, they create their own mixtapes, and it helps instill a sense of pride within the school because the music is school focus, right? Bulldog pride, South Side. It's, it's all about the black and gold, the school, what we're about and what we're trying to accomplish in life. So I would say that the students um, and for those young men and women get connected. There are mentors out there. There are more people like Principal Mills that want to see you succeed, that has been through what you've been through and has been able to navigate through it. And now to be here saying it's possible. Lisa. Lisa, yes. I want to definitely let these youth know that we have an organization out there that's out here for the shooters, for the for the for the parents who are who don't know what to do with their children. They feel like they're about to go deep on the deep end. Um, reach out to us. We 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 travel. We like we are definitely setting up uh, with more schools, just like Peppers and, and, and Principal Mills, and we want to get involved as much as we possibly can. Um, it's easy. I'm just going to shout. We got a website at gangstermackin.com where you can see we have a, a say, say that again. Gangstermackin.com is G-A-N-G-S-T-A-M-A-C-K-I-N.com. We actually have a dear Abby type of uh, piece on there. It's called Dear Big Homie, where. When you when you when you have an issue and you don't know who to reach out to and you don't know what way to go with your decision, hit our website and 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 we'll have we have people there who will respond to that and give you a better perspective that you're not prejudged on something that would that would say okay this is a this is an alternative to violence this is an alternative to what you may not think that you have and we we've changed lives in just that little just to have that little piece there for them and like I said brothers like this we want to continue to link up and and bring different perspectives no and we want to continue to do that. Uh- through street soldiers too. beautiful yes and, br- and bring that out Th- thank you very much Rasheen Peppers I'm going to give you the last word here uh, first I'd just like to say thank you um, and also for the people that's making this possible for these children Sheba Jordan who's taking her time out she's the playwriter she's been spending her time with these children for the last couple of months um, I said like I said, it's a collective effort from everybody. And when we get together and we confab yeah. and we sit down and we come, by, come up and have these ideas and be able to put them in motion, you'll see a big change in the city of Newark. And I love this whole message that came from all of you. It's, it's not just about talking about our kids, talking about our teens. It's talking to them, talking right. with them yeah. and doing things with them. There's and, nothing more powerful. And I not think. talking at them. Right. right. Exactly. And I, I just want to um, applaud this brother because... Um, A lot of times people believe that the answer is to stray away from the reform gangster, right? But sometimes you need to embrace that to be able to get their understanding of what's going on, right? And how we can begin to work together to fix it because no one in their right mind wants to be dead or in jail. Exactly. But, you know, due to circumstances, they do things because there's no other options. All right. Well, we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, again on future Street Soldiers episodes. I want to thank Jamar Mills, Principal Malcolm X Shabazz High School in Newark, Shanduk McFadder, Gangsta Mackin. 
Dot com. Dot com for more information about his programs. And Rasheem Pepper, senior, former U.S. Marshal, Newark police officer, and advocate for kids in Newark, and founder of Gangs versus Literacy. Good luck with your event on February 7th at Malcolm Shabazz High School with Kids Corps and uh, all the work that you're doing with the children. Thank you all for being with us. We really appreciate it. Coming up, we're going to talk about health care. Yeah, we've been hearing about it. We're going to find out what it really means for you. And let me let you know, Hot 97's Kanye West weekend, the Yeezus Tour, February 15th, Prudential Center, right there in Newark, February 23rd, Nassau Coliseum. Tickets on sale now, made hot by Millennium Honda. Download the app. We'll be back right after this. Man, it's cold. Hot 97's getaway. Two times a day. The Hot 97 jet boards two times a day. Listen to the Hot 97 morning show weekdays at 7.50 a.m. And me, Angie Martinez, at 4.50 p.m. And you can be packing your bags. Your money's a little low this time of the year, right? But Hot 97's got you. We'll fly you down and put you up at the Stay Sky I Drive Orlando. Hot 97's getaway. Two times a day. Made hot by visitboarded.com. Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen, big or small. Whatever your home improvement need, log on to handyman.homeadvisor.com. HomeAdvisor is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handymen, roofers, and many other home contractors. It's easy and it's free. Just go to handyman.homeadvisor.com, handyman.homeadvisor.com. That's handyman.homeadvisor.com. Walmart presents Game Time Party Pro. Here's the game plan, kids. I'll run a fast route over to Dairy while you cover out the snack aisle. The perfect party takes teamwork, and Walmart's got an all-star lineup for the biggest and best party ever with low prices on everything you need like hunts diced tomatoes for making easy chili spicy frank's red hot buffalo wing sauce and oikos greek yogurt great for game time snacks ready set save money live better walmart I just sneaked into my kids' rooms and took temperatures while they're sleeping, thanks to my Exergen thermometer. All I did was swipe their foreheads for a few seconds. It didn't even wake them up. My sister, the nurse, told us about the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer, and it's the best. Real value for the money and truly a lifesaver. Now I don't have to deal with ears or rears, if you know what I mean. I'm Dr. Frank Pompey, founder of Exergen. Thousands of hospitals and clinics rely on temporal scanners. I'm confident you will, too. The Exergen Temporal Scanner. Pick one up at Costco and other fine retailers or visit us at exergen.com. Some guy discovered shots. He read everything about blood cells and viral antibodies and said, hey, look, I can stab people with this and they don't get smallpox anymore. And everyone was like, great, stab me. That guy was an expert. Experts are the best because they tell everyone what they know and then not everyone has to be an expert. Like with the new healthcare law. You don't have to be an expert on that because TurboTax is. They studied it, broke it down, and simplified it. So now you can do your own taxes. Small Pox free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. Western beef where you shop much more for less. Check out this week's specials. Fresh boneless chicken breast cutlets for $1.69 a pound. Assorted Entenmann's full line for $2.99 a pound. Assorted Progresso Classic Vegetable Soup, 18 to 29 ounces, 5 for $5. 1906 Beef Porterhouse Steak for $4.99 a pound. Delicioso Rice or Oil for $5.99 each. And a 5-pound bag of Eastern Potatoes for $0.99. Cents. Visit your local Western Beef for additional savings. Western Beef, nothing but fresh beef. 
baby. Hot 97 is throwing the hottest beach party at the luxury hotel Royalton in the Grand Bahamas, May 7th through the 11th. All food, drinks, a private beach party, and club night is all included with the Hot 97 package. If you want to party with us, you must book our package. Call 1-800-790-4519. That's 1-800-790-4519. Made hot by Worldwide Group Travel and Events. Hi, welcome to State Farm. What's up? Hi, I want to switch to State Farm, but my husband has a hard time letting things go. He's stuck in the 90s. As if. Well, if you do switch to State Farm, I can save you 500 bucks. 500 bucks? Raise the roof! Switch to State Farm for your auto insurance, and you could save on average 500 bucks. Call 1-800-STATE-FARM and get to a better state. Average household savings based on 2012 National Survey of New Policyholders Who Reported Savings by Switching to State Farm. Do you ever wonder why the sky is blue and not hot pink or green or something? You used to. Then scientists figured it out and explained it has something to do with molecules. Now you don't have to wonder about the sky anymore. And you don't need to wonder about your taxes either. Because TurboTax explains things before you even get a chance to wonder. Like, why did my refund just... Your refund just went up because you donated a couch last year. Oh. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. Yo, what up? It's The Game, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. The Game. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. I'm Lisa Evers, your host. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. And we've been talking about the killings in Newark, which, which reached a record high level this past year in 2013. We're going to take a few more tweets. Angelique Tyree, what's going on with the uh, on Twitter? So one tweet comes from at Kobe Chronicles, who says, lack of education and jobs, easy access to guns and drugs, selling of city to outside interests equals continued crime. And one last tweet comes from at Manny B, who says, schools should be open with passionate professional programs that encourages participation and engagement in schools. All right. And uh, continue to follow us on Twitter at Lisa Evers at street underscore soldiers. Instagram, it's Lisa Evers Live. And what we're focusing now in this segment is health care. It's originally called a officially called the Affordable Care Act, often referred to as Obamacare, health care reform, many different names, but it is here. 2014, it is here, and we're going to find out what it means for you and what's out there for you. Roger Milner is with us. He's the Deputy Executive Director for Metro Plus Health Plan. Roger, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you for having me. First of all, what are can I ask you some general questions just yes. about this? Because a lot of people talk about it, and we hear a little bit here and a little bit there, but you deal with this every day. You bring health care to hundreds of thousands of people here in New York City every single day. What di- What is the, di- the biggest difference that's happening this year now because of all this? Well, first, let me start off by saying exactly one of the myths that uh, you just brought up when you said uh, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, is now here in 2014. That's the first thing I'd like to address. The legislation, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, was actually signed and approved in 2010. So there's already been a number of things that have taken place as a result of the Affordable Care Act, not just the latest stuff that's going on in 2013-2014. But I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about things that have already happened that people are benefiting from from the Affordable Care Act. So first off, people ch- young children are able to stay on their health their parents' health coverage to the age of 26 as part of that legislation and specifically in New York they can stay on to age 29 because New York has a special rider where children can stay on their parents' coverage to the age of 29. That's a piece of the legislation that has already taken place a few years back. In addition to that, they've done away with pre-existing conditions. So no longer can a health insurance company discriminate against people because they already have a a pre-existing condition. That took place a few years back. 
they did away with things like um, medical deductions. Actually, you can claim medical deductions on your taxes now. So there are certain things that when you spend out money out of pocket, you can now get reimbursed when you do your taxes. In addition, they've done away with um, lifetime limits. So before, health plans would say, we're going to stop paying at a certain amount and put a lifetime limit or an annual cap on how much they would pay out. So if somebody was really sick and they needed a lot of services or treatments, they could basically run out of coverage. Exactly. They've also neutralized the rates. So in, in the past, health insurance plans were able to charge different rates to consumers based on their gender, whether they were male or female, or their age. Because naturally, certain genders, certain age types cost the insurance company a lot more money. So they would set the rates higher and lower it for other people. That's going away now. So all of the rates are now equal and neutralized. There's things like free preventive checkups and, and, and um, preventive care measures that people used to have to pay for in the past and are now built in. Like the, when you say preventive care, like what, for, for pregnant women, for what, what kind things of... Things like cancer checkups, uh, flu shots, vaccines. Sometimes you actually had to pay for those things, and now many of those things are built in as free um, as a result of the Affordable Care Act. One of the biggest pieces that took place uh, more recently is the fact that they've expanded Medicaid coverage. So in the past, where New York State stopped at 133% of the federal poverty level, the Affordable Care Act said each state had the ability to raise that federal poverty level up to 138% and the federal government would subsidize it. So in a state like New York, that meant that about 1.5 million additional people were now eligible to get health insurance because of the Medicaid expansion. In states like Texas, 7 million people became eligible. In California, 4 million people. So the ACA actually made that possible even before what took place more recently in 2013-2014. All right, Roger, let me just jump in right here if I could, just because I want to, you're you're giving us so much information, I want to make sure we understand it really clearly. So so in New York State now, let's say when you when you talk about 138%, I believe you said, of the federal poverty level, right. what income level is that here in New York about? Does that mean that break down to like about how much a year? It depends. Uh, if, it depends on your family size and depends on your income. So let's say a family size of one, a single individual. If you were a single individual before when it was at 133% of the federal poverty level, your income probably stopped at around $11,000. Now it has gone up to $15,000. So that difference of a $4,000 additional increment meant that more people now who were maybe between $11,000 and $15,000 can now qualify. So could somebody conceivably, if they're living with their parents or or living with a relative, they're going to school and maybe working a part-time job, could they qualify for Medicaid now under this if they fall under that income cap? Absolutely. And there are other programs for people who are above that income cap, which I'll get into in a little while, which is the Affordable Care Act exchange programs. But yes, more people can get health insurance because of that expansion. So this is really making, especially for the group, you know, for a group that's been underinsured for years, which is a group of, of people in their 20s, you know, young people in their 20s and in their early 30s before they get a full-time job or or get full-time jobs that have benefits have been without coverage, and now this is a tremendous opportunity for them, right? Absolutely. So if we fast-forward now to what you started off by saying, now in 2014, more things are happening. You know I'm the church of what's happening now, so that's... (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So... What everyone's talking about now is that as of October 1st of 2013, 
what opened up in many states across the across the country is something called an exchange. Some people might know it as a marketplace. They're both the same thing. So when you think of a marketplace, what what do you think of? You think of a place where you can go and shop and compare and, and check out different prices and barter. Well, that's exactly what they've done for health insurance. If you take an example like when you shop for an airline ticket, where do you go? You go to Expedia, Priceline, Cheap Tickets, and when you're putting in certain information, I want to fly between, you know, the hours of 6 a.m. to 8. I want non-stops. I want, you know, not to spend X amount of money. And then the system spits back information to you in regards to what various options you have. Well, that's what we have now in all of the states. They're called an exchange where people can go put in certain information and they're going to shop and compare for health insurance. And that's what we mean by a marketplace or, or an exchange, a place where people can go and shop. So that opened up as of October 1st. And this first year open enrollment period will run from October 1st to March 31st, 2014. It is a mandate now. So anybody who is so what does that mean? What does a mandate mean? It means that basically anybody who has no insurance must now have health insurance unless they fit into one of the excluded or exempt um, categories. And this is not just in New York. It's in every state. Uh, certain states had the ability to run a state-based exchange, and others decided to just let the federal government run it. Here in New York, New York decided to run its own state-based state-based exchange in a state like New Jersey, the federal government is running it, but it's still a marketplace where people can go and shop and compare for health insurance. Okay, so let, so what happens then, okay, and we know the, I don't know the name of the website, but I know it's the New York State Department of Health, they have the the exchange yes. on a website, and, and like you said, when you go for for travel tickets, yes. you know, for airline tickets, that's it's a similar type of process. So, so let's say you have somebody that's never had health insurance, they realize they have to get it, they go on the marketplace and they're like, yikes, I can't really afford this, what happens? Okay, so when you go into the marketplace, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to set up an account. You'll have a you'll be able to create your own unique um username and password. You can get assistance from a company like MetroPlus who has certified application counselors that can help you. You can go to Navigators, which are community-based organizations who want grant money to help you, or you can go to an insurance broker and they can help you. But there's entities available to help you. But when you go online, you're going to go to www. NY state of health, all one word, dot NY dot gov. And that's a portal that you're going to go in, set up your username and your account. Once you do that, you're going to start entering demographic information. Who's in my household? Very similar to when you do your taxes. You're going to put in all your income information. And the system will ask you all of these personal, what they call identity proofing questions to make sure that you are who you are. Once you pass that screen, you're going to start shopping and compare and you're going to put in certain information. The system will qualify you and determine what tax credits you are avail- that are available to you based on your income and your family size. So, for example, if someone falls at 400% of the federal poverty level or lower, they will be entitled to what they call a premium tax credit. They can either take that in advance monthly to help pay for their monthly premium to the health insurance plan, or they can decide to take it at the end in the form of a tax credit when they do their taxes. In addition to a a tax credit, people can also qualify for what they call a cost share reduction. So the tax credit lowers your monthly premium to the health plan. A cost share reduction, 
otherwise known as a CSR, lowers your out-of-pocket costs. Because when you go to the doctor, you may have a co-payment, you may have a deductible or co-insurance. So you may be eligible for two types of financial assistance from the government in the form of a tax credit or a lowering uh, a cost share reduction in order to bring down how much you have to pay out of pocket. And then do you guys, can you guys help people with that, figure that out? Oh, absolutely. The system, is, this is meant to be a very uh, online, modern piece of technology to help people really do it independently if they wanted to as well. When someone puts in all of their income information, it's checking against federal registries, state registries. It's using Experian data to determine who you are, how much you make, what your background is. The system is going to calculate all of that behind the scenes in regards to, based on your income and your family size, how much of a credit. So let's use a real example. I like to use uh, Sheena. Sheena is a 22-year-old woman. She's single. She makes $22,980 a year. Based on her income and her family size, she qualifies for $559 in a uh, premium tax credit because she fell at 200% of the federal poverty level based on her income. With that $559, that's actually now money she has to go and decide which one of the health plans she wants to choose. So when Sheena goes onto the website and she puts in all her information, there's three choices that come back that she likes. Plan A has a $900 a month uh, premium Plan B has a $600 a month premium, and Plan C has a $500. She now has $559 that she can apply towards any one of them. If she picks the Plan A, which is $900, minus $559, she'll have to pay the difference, which is about $300 and some odd dollars. If she picks Plan B, which is $600, she applies the $559. She has a $61 a month uh, premium. If she picks Plan C, which is only $500 a month, she actually got more from the government than the plan is even costing her. So she actually has health insurance for free. And that's because she fell at 200% of the federal poverty level and the government has given her a premium tax credit of 559. So what you're saying is the the people in the past under the old system that fell between, they they were working and making too much money to yes. qualify for, for any of the Medicaid programs. Yes. And, but weren't in a situation where they were with an employer that was giving them full health care right. and d- couldn't afford the other alternatives, whatever those, you know, like the Cobra and the, those individual things were too expensive. So this this is now that whole middle group can can be covered. Absolutely. Oh, that's... The- some people, th- this is meant for the un- uninsured. So if you already have health insurance through your job, you really don't have to do anything. If you already are on Medicaid, Medicare, you don't have to do anything. However, if you do have employer coverage and that employer coverage is is expensive and you could deem that it's a hardship, you can actually drop that coverage and apply through the exchange because that's an option that you have as well. So you're saying if somebody is covered through their job and they feel like, okay, it's very expensive because a lot of those plans and a lot of those programs have increased their rates over the last couple of years, they can say, okay, let me, they could still shop on the exchange and see if they could do a little bit better. Absolutely. If you're spending out more than 8% of your salary monthly to pay for the cost of the insurance through the payroll deduction that they're taking out, you actually qualify for a hardship and then you can actually drop it, apply through uh, through the online portal, or you may be eligible not to be mandated because it's a hardship to you. So it all depends on income and family size. Speaking of the employer situation, the media sometimes spins things and doesn't really you know give you the full picture. When the marketplace first opened up, you heard everyone saying, well, Obamacare is not good because so many companies dropped their coverage for their employees and people lost coverage. 
What they're not saying is that the reason why those companies dropped their, their coverage that they were offering is because it didn't meet what they call the 10 essential health benefits. They made it mandatory that there's a set number of benefits uh, that every product, every plan must offer. And if that company was offering a health plan to people and it didn't meet those 10 essential health benefits, they had to either ramp up or drop it. And so that was the reason why they lost coverage. But most of those people can get it through the marketplace. All right. And then in terms of the uh, so what is the deadline for people to have to have coverage? It's 2014, the the, the mandate that you were talking about. Right. So the uh, open enrollment period for this first year is running from October 1st, 2013 to March 31st, 2014. That's the first year open enrollment. If after March 31st, you, you're locked out of, en- of enrolling unless you meet one of these types of qualifying events. For example, if you lost your job coverage because you got laid off or terminated from your job and you now have no insurance, it's still mandated for you. You can apply for health insurance through the marketplace after March 31st because of that circumstance that happened. If you move from another state and you move into, let's say, New York, you can apply for health insurance even after March 31st because that was a qualifying event. If you adopt a child, that child can get health insurance um, because it's a qualifying event. So there are certain opportunities where people can get the health insurance after March 31st until the next open enrollment period takes place, which is going to be October 15th to December 7th. And the, moving forward past that, all open enrollment periods will be October 15th to December 7th. It's going to be a shorter window of time because the government feels by now you, you understand what's going on and you know when the, the, the period is going to take And if people don't have insurance, they face a fine. Is yeah, that right? Let's, let's talk about that, the okay. penalty. So in this first – and here's another thing. that the and yet, media, So you have to have it by March 31st. Correct. Okay. You have up until the midnight – well, 11.59 <laughs> on, on the 31st to apply. Now, the, the penalty, what the media keeps talking about, I remember when, when the market first opened up October 1st and being in health insurance, I'm listening to everything. The media often said, well, many people will just say, you know what, I, I don't know about this. I don't want to do it yet. I'll just pay the penalty. The penalty in the first year was what they're not saying is that it's two things. It's either a flat fee of $95 per person for the adults or 1% of your taxable income. So that's a big difference that if I make, let's say, $80,000, 1% of my taxable income is not going to be a flat $95. Be it's $800. Be, it'll be more than that. The second year, it's going to be $325 or 2% of your taxable income. And then in the third year, 2016, it's going to be $695 or 2.5% of your taxable income. So people have to understand that that tax penalty could be serious depending on how much you make. And there's you know very few exemptions that you can get not to have to pay that penalty or to to opt out. So one should really, I just gave you some examples of someone who, you know, was earning $22,000 a year, they're single, and how much they qualified. You should really try to assess whether or not you'll be eligible for a tax subsidy or a tax credit or a subsidy. This way it may be free to you. Okay. And um, Roger, people want, we're just about out of time. I just, I'm, I'm like listening to all these, all these things. I'm going, wow. The, um, and if people want more information, because you have a lot of inf- a lot of really sure. important information, what can people do if they want more information? Well, Metro Plus, which is the company I work for, um, has a website. It's www.metroplus.org. We have all of the information on all of our product lines, inclu- including the Affordable Care Act, the exchange products. 
as well as Medicaid Managed Care, Child Health Plus, Medicare Advantage. We have a whole plethora of other types of products that people may qualify for. Or they can call us at our 800 number, which is one 855 4073 So they could either go to our website, call us, or someone can visit the more than 200 salespeople. They're called certified application counselors that we have in New York City, in the community, out there assisting people. Many of our certified application counselors are at the various hospitals that make up uh, um, our parent company, which is the New York City Health and Hospital the Corporation. City ho- the city hospitals. Right. There's 11 public hospitals that you can go into, and there's always a certified application counselor from Metro Plus there that can assist you. We have staff that are on the RVs and the recreational vehicles. Which I see all over the place. Yes, we have community offices. If you want to find out where these certified application counselors are, call that 855 number or go to our website and it's listed there where you can find a Metro Plus certified application counselor. All right, Roger Milner, Deputy Executive Director for Metro Plus Healthcare. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. And the website is metroplus.org, metroplus.org. And the phone number is 855 855- 809-4073. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. And I want to thank, first of all, I got to give a, a big happy birthday shout out to Miyamano. DJ Enough, it was his birthday yesterday. There you go. But you know, the celebration's been going on for about a week. Obviously, the, yep. the, and the celebrating is continuing today. 3 p.m., they're doing a brunch. That's a hip-hop, t- that's the time hip-hop brunches start at 3 yeah. o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. It's a, they're doing a special brunch and party at Salsa Con Fuego. Ah, me gusta. That's the old Jimmy's Bronx Cafe at Fordham Road and uh, the Deegan Expressway at 3 p.m. DJ Enough, stop by. I wish him a big happy birthday, big happy birthday shout-out. Um, DJ Enough, we love you. And uh, also want to let you know, this week, of course, as you know, is uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, which is here in New York. I'm going to be covering a lot of events for that behind the scenes. We're going to have some exclusive stories for you on the Fox 5 News at 5, 6, 7, 30, and 10. So follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, for the latest behind the scenes. There's a lot of hip-hop in the uh, Super Bowl activities, too. I'm very proud to say and very happy and excited about. So you know I'm going to be trying to get those assignments. So uh, follow me on the hashtag, too, Lisa's Day. And you can see what's going on throughout the day, and uh, we'll be bringing you that. And I want to thank my entire staff here at Hot 97 Street Soldiers, executive producer Tone Capone, associate producers Angelique Tyree, Amber Ravenel, who's on the road today, our production supervisor, Andrew Veras, our board op tech support, the one and only TJ. Lisa Evers live on Instagram, Lisa Evers at Google+, Twitter, Lisa Evers. And have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. The Hot 97 Morning Show. If you want to get it popping, I do too. Don't try to come for me evil and try to out-talk me because you got a microphone and a platform and I don't. Tell us why you have it. I'm happy because I'm healthy and I'm living life to the fullest. The happiest morning show in New York City. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. If you're in the market to get into a pre-owned car, Bronx Cars has what you need. From $3,000 to $100,000 cars, there's plenty to choose from. No worries and no regrets. With a limited lifetime powertrain warranty on any purchase. At Bronx Cars, you breathe, you drive. We've even got zero down available. Come in and see us at Bronx Cars, 4101 Boston Road in the Bronx. 
and check out our inventory at BronxCars.com. If you need confidence to make a good impression at your big morning meeting, Dentine Ice helps make sure your breath is ready for it. Dentine Ice is your breath's friend. Dentine Ice gives you 40 minutes fresher breath after chewing. Everywhere I go, Dentine Ice gum is essential, just like my phone and keys. I found this fun way to make sure I never forget these three must-have items. Phone, keys, gum, check. Listen up. Don't forget your phone, keys, and dentine ice gum. Check. Listen up, New York. Something big is coming to our city. Under Armour's taking over Grand Central Station for the first ever Under Armour House of Innovation. January 30th to February 2nd, Under Armour will be at Vanderbilt Hall with their latest innovations, celebrity athletes, pop-up events, and giveaways. Experience the all-new UA Speed Form Apollo running shoe. See the UA March 31st 